Hello, 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 my lovelies, and welcome to episode 39 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. As always, I am your host, Danielle Collinsworth. I am really freaking excited about today's episode. In all honesty, uh, probably the most excitement that I've had about any of them. Uh, I'm going to give a lot of personal reflection and good freaking deets, uh, but I might be a bit biased. And uh, just a forewarning, today's episode might be a tiny bit longer. Who knows? Maybe I end up rambling quickly. We'll find out. But today we're going to talk about the concept of dreams. No matter how big or small of a dream we are talking about, delays happen when it comes to a dream. And no, I'm not talking about like a dream in your sleep. I'm talking about like a goal that you have. And delays might happen because of something uncontrollable, like the Rona. Or maybe it's because of different controllable variables that, quite frankly, are harder for you to swallow or admit to for not getting them accomplished or completed, for allowing them to be a delay. Either way, I am sure you are either currently going through something like this or it is a part of your past or your future. So today, I'm going to go over more of the why plus give you some tips or even questions to ponder as we dive into the how we can stop the delay in your pure fucking magic. So as always, go grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, We will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat, fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, first off, let's start by talking about time. And specifically this quote that I read, which really got me thinking recently. And it's this idea or concept that goes like this. Time is like a character in a story of your life that we neglect to talk about. Let me repeat that again for you because I think it's a good one. Time is like a character in a story of your life that we neglect to talk about. I think we can all agree that time is a precious freaking gift. And especially when it comes to fairy tale-like dreams, you might really allow time to work against you. And notice that I phrased that as you allowed time to work against you. Because a lot of today's episode is going to be a bit more reflection-like. And to be quite honest, we're going to point a lot of fingers or ask a lot of questions to yourself about yourself. To be honest, this episode would work wonders as a pause, journal some good deets, and uh, come back to the podcast. So if you are a fan of journaling, it's actually a tool that I utilize a lot with my one-on-one meditation clients uh, via Meditate Don't Hate. So um, I'm a huge fan if, uh, if you're interested. 
Also, terribly sorry if you just heard a train horn in the background. I live close to a train, and, uh, well, sometimes, sometimes they're loud and obnoxious, and this guy won't stop, so we're, we're just gonna go with it. Anyways, I'm going to break this episode up by telling you the delayed dream struggles I have faced throughout my Sky's the Limit journey, as well as a short-term project with TCY, or the Caffeinated Yogi. For those that don't know, because I tend to forget that this might be the first time you are allowing me to speak through your lovely little headphones. So Sky's the Limit is a yoga company I started in 2017 with hopes to open a studio within that year as well. But I only just now, in the year of 2021, signed a lease to a studio space. So Step number one in this reflection piece is to ask yourself, when did the dream begin? I would say my dream began in 2015 for Sky's the Limit. At that time, I was working a full-time job plus about two to three part-time jobs. I was going to school full-time. I had completed my teacher training for yoga and I was teaching yoga part-time. And to be honest, I would kind of blame the fact that I was so freaking busy on the idea of this dream. Now, I had no idea what I wanted Sky's the Limit to look like or anything like that, but I had this idea of opening up a different yoga studio. And again, I had no idea in 2015 what that meant. It was just a a vision that I had this long-term magical goal, and at that point, nothing more than that. And I think it's important to look at the timeline of your dream, especially for the smaller, more realistic goals. Because if the timeline does not match reality, I think it is then important to ask yourself if you are forcing the dream or if it's actually something that you can obtain. And no, I'm not saying that you are not capable However, I am saying you might not be all of the Avengers molded into one big old superhero. If you're putting yourself into an unhealthy balance in order to obtain said goal, is it worth it right now? So backtracking down this STL timeline, I came up with the dream in about 2015. No idea what that would entail. I then two years later quit my job in January of 2017 and began the Sky's the Limit brand, or taught the first Sky's the Limit class, in July of 2017. Now, here is where things did not go as planned, and I thought that the dream would never reach reality. The first studio space I was negotiating a deal with, I came across within a month of living in the state of Virginia. I went so far along with this stupid landlord. No, I didn't necessarily pay that much money. I I wouldn't say I wasted that much money in this process, but I did pay out some as I was trying to get an idea of how much things would cost via architectural renderings and uh, contractor estimates. Long story short, I went in, saw the space, liked it. We went back and forth on so many different things, and it was the day that I was supposed to sign the lease. I go in, I sit down, and she, an older woman, she hands the lease over. 
and I'm scrolling through it. And to be honest, I probably should have read through a lot of the details, but I was primarily looking at the pay. What is, is this what we agreed upon? And it totally was not. It was off by like over $100,000. And I asked her, obviously, and she basically just said, well, I, we decided that this is best for us. And I was like, what? She wanted me to just sign my name asking for an additional 100 to 200 grand? Like, are you kidding me? Mind you, that, that's definitely not money I have just sitting around. And um, I not so politely said, well, I guess I was polite. I... I basically just said, thank you so much for this learning opportunity and I wish you the best of luck. And I got up and I walked out the door. She tried stopping me. I didn't turn around. I, I just walked right out the door. And to be honest, I walked straight home, which was diagonally across the street. And I went into my room and I cried for about two or three days. Like I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? And I guess I can tie this into now. It's kind of funny that uh, this part of the journey is or was still a part of my business until just very recently. So the name of the my legal business is 814 Create and it was supposed to be uh, that was supposed to be the street address number 814. And at the time, which I'll get into here shortly, or I guess I could talk about it now, I am um, one of the ways I wanted Sky's the Limit to be different is I want a space where the yoga community can grow off of the mat. So back in 2015, as I started thinking of what that would look like, how I can make that happen, I then thought, where do I go to create a community? Where do I go to have just a good, nice talk with friends? And the first thing I thought of was a coffee shop. Um, So that then became my goal to open a yoga studio and a coffee shop. So behind the scenes, I guess I would say, the business deets or legalities, if you will. I came up with the name 814 Create, that's the name of my business, and then Sky's the Limit and the coffee company were two DBAs under this business. I guess I should make a podcast about different business behind the scenes things because man, oh man, is that shit complicated. I'm personally working through a lot of redoing things right now and like ugh, I, I love it and hate it so much. So somebody remind me and if you're interested, send me a message and be like, please talk about this um, and I'll make it happen. Anywho, when that all went to shit, I then looked at multiple other spaces and I came across so many no's, so many no's. And the reasons were all over the place. Uh, majority of the time, it was because I was going into a space that they wanted the business themselves to put a lot of money into the building. And even if I had all the money to put into the building, I quickly realized this is not the right business venture for me. I, I can't put myself in this kind of uh, hole, if you will. This is a sign almost. And I quickly would just say no and move on. Some of the others were no's for other things, like one of them, no, like no parking, no street parking, no anything. And uh, I guess if I was, you know, in there just teaching some virtual yoga, that would be dope. But um, if I want yogis to come, they're probably not going to want to walk like a mile, you know. After a lot of the no's, I then had two solid good chances. And the first one fell through because of finances. 
Um, I won't go down too much of a rabbit hole with that, but it sucks whenever you hear so many uh, banks give you this false hope to then say no. And for those of you that don't know, I'm uh, my background is in finance, so I have a little bit more knowledge than the average Joe. And no, I was not working with like a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo because I'm too small. Yet the shitty thing about being small is that you're too small for the big banks and um, or even the smaller banks. You're, you're, you're too small for them, but then you're too big for like a investor, right? You get this really shitty in between, or at least that's where I fall into, I should say. So my first solid chance no was because of finances and the second one fell through because of COVID. So the landlord I was going to be working with, I know I talk about this in another episode, so I'm not going to go into details, but um, they were going to be putting in most of the majority of the money into the renovations of the space. And I worked it out that whatever renovations I had were built into my month-to-month lease rather than me being like, here is X amount up front. Well, COVID hit, they uh, had to make changes themselves. They weren't able to put in all the renovations, all those things. So after probably like four months into COVID, called that one quits. So I would be lying to you if the idea of quitting did not cross my mind a hundred plus times, especially when I came to the realization that I had to make changes, which is my next journaling question for you. What changes do or did you have to make in order for the dream to work? So backtracking to this idea of yoga studio and coffee shop. I, till this day, do not have the funds to open up a coffee shop. I don't know how aware you are of the process to open up a coffee shop, but damn does it cost a shit ton. And sure, I could do the small little hipster style shop with an espresso machine designed for home use only and little to no seating. But that was not the avenue I wanted to take. To me, that does not depict the vision of growing this yoga community off the mat. So why the hell would I do it that way? Which is why there is now no coffee shop in my current space. This is how I have made a shift. However, I didn't completely take my vision out of the equation. I made a change, a change that was really hard to fucking swallow. Like, damn, was that hard. Uh, I wish I would have done it sooner. I didn't, but... um. I can't do it. I cannot open up a yoga studio and a coffee shop together. And I know my dad is probably looking down, like striking lightning at me, if you will, because he uh, told me from when I was barely able, probably before I was able to walk, that can't is not in my vocabulary. But listen up if you're one of those believers. I'm not saying that uh, it's not a solid no. It's a, I'm not able to take this route. So instead I'm making a change. And I am making this route happen. It's not happening exactly how I envisioned it, but I'm making a change. And now in the studio space that I'll be opening up soon, there's going to be a community lounge is what I'm right now calling it. I don't know what to call it, but uh, it's basically, so it's a smaller studio room and two of the four walls open up. And no, I'm not talking about old school folding walls like Ew, that's just tacky. But a new and freaking beautiful way to welcome the community community off of the mat into this room. 
So think of it as two of the walls are very sturdy, then those two connect, they make an L, and then the other two are able to open up, if you will. And here's the dope thing. Here is how I made a change without completely losing sight of my vision. There will still be coffee. There's going to be seating so that there's a place for you to work and different community-like things. However, it will also turn into a second studio room when needed. I think if there is one thing that this part of the journey has taught me thus far is that change is needed and that change is not always bad. In my opinion, change can be bad if you lose sight of your primary vision or why, if you will. So for me, if I completely lost sight of this community-like feel, that would be a, a bad change for me. That would then be me not making this studio space different. And that's just part of my freaking mission, right? Now, before I continue and even switch gears a little bit, let's recap on the two journaling questions I have presented to you thus far and maybe add in a few more that I've mentioned but uh, not really outlined in a question format. So to recap, number one, when did the dream start? Number two, what has gotten in the way? So to backtrack for me, this would be finances, spaces that uh, did not work out, uh, the Rona itself, etc. And then third, what changes are needed to make it work? And now we'll move on to the last question, which might have more than one question tied to it. And I'll go over those at the end. But this is the idea of what can you do right now? What can you do today? For Sky's the Limit, that answer was easy. It was to start the community side of things right off the bat. That took time, and I knew it would. I did not anticipate it to take up four years of time, but I now not only have a following that is excited for the studio doors to open, I've created a business that is well-known across four different cities in this area. And to be honest, that's pretty freaking awesome. I am proud of that. I wanted to start the community classes before the studio opened. And in my perfect world dream in my head, that was going to be, I don't know, six months and then open up a studio. Well, LOL to me, here we are four years later. later. Now, TCY, the caffeinated yogi, is the space where the fourth question has been a real freaking pain in the butt for me and how I want to kind of tie this in or give you some insight into my thought process to maybe help you with this journaling-like piece, if you will, or this reflection of your dream delay. I won't uh, take this story as long as what I did with Sky's the Limit, but TCY started as a blog years ago and is now the fitness, fitness, oh my goodness, fitness, fitness brand, guys. No, it is now the fitness brand you know of today. With TCY, I work one-on-one from everything fitness to yoga, nutrition, and mindfulness. I reapproached the idea of working one-on-one whenever the Rona hit. I went from teaching primarily yoga in person to then not being able to see anybody in person. So way before Sky's the Limit was the last time that I worked as a personal trainer or nutrition coach. And whenever the Rona hit, I figured, well, let's give this a try. Working one-on-one is dope. 
and I plan to bring on as many clients as possible because I have thus far loved the growth of this. I am liking working one-on-one way more than what I ever have. So uh, thanks, Rona, for giving me this awesome tool. But I also know that working one-on-one is not for everyone. And I hate to say it, there's only one of me. I cannot work one-on-one with 772 people. Having something that is a set program or service that is for anyone can definitely be something that is appealing to my own time and also to the consumer's pocket, which leads me to this idea that I came up with about a year ago and that I have sadly just let sit in, I don't know, let's call it la-la land for over a year. My next venture with TCY is a program called Mobilize and Accessorize, a monthly membership where you can watch short like 10 to 15 minute videos for mobility and or accessory work. Think of this as the perfect little addition to what you do in the gym. So some of the accessory like things might be drills to help you with a pull up and mobilization might be tips and tricks to move your hips in a different way with hip mobility. And the best part is it will be very easy to the consumer's pocket. So to bring this full circle, a week ago or so, I asked myself questions one to three in reference with this dream because it really hasn't gone that far, guys. From a year ago to now, I have not made much progress. So I did what I've challenged you to do thus far in this episode, and I took time to reflect, to journal. So number one, when did this dream come into my lovely little brain? I came up with this dream about a year ago. Easy answer. Number two, what has gotten in the way? To be honest, really only time. Time has been the only thing that has really gotten in my way. In the beginning, there were some things here and there, like the process of how to record, which I guess I still have some work to do, but I now have equipment to record nice videos, I guess I should say. Uh, with sky's the limit which who knows how and where I might uh, change the virtual platform so we have a virtual uh, yoga platform who knows how I might change that video process but right now those are just zoom videos they're not the best quality you tune in you watch a class you go about your way right that's how that works I do not want this to work the same way And I also need something different in regards to the platform to house it all, which I I do now have. I have all those things. Number three, what was needed for the change? And a week or so ago, whenever I thought of this, the only change I need to make is to create more time. More time is needed as a change to get this sucker up and running. But number four is what made me realize that number two and three were just downright silly. (laughs) The idea of what can be done today. You see, in my mind, I thought that I needed, let's say, five to ten days to sit down and devote just to the creation of Mobilize and Accessorize. And don't get me wrong, in a few weeks or so, I will be sitting down and doing just that, taking out big chunks of time to devote to, you know, all the last little things that need to be done. But until then, what can I do today? 
I ultimately right now can't stop what I'm doing with other avenues of work to make this happen. I do not have the resources for me to sit down in front of the computer for eight plus hours a day to build this platform. But I can start today. In order to make this vision a reality, I need this site that's going to source it all to be created. And I have the rights to start the bad boy today, to be honest, on a platform called Uscreen. It's pretty cool. It is just like what it sounds like, a membership-like platform where you're able to see videos. So if you're, I don't know, taking a course online to learn how to photograph better, they can use Uscreen to develop videos to teach you how. Maybe you're learning how to write a book. An author can create videos so that you learn how. You get the point. You can use it for anything. However, in my lovely little mind, I thought that I had to sit down. Like, that's just how I work sometimes. If you give me a block of time, I sit down and I create all of the Sky's Limit events to launch for the month or for two weeks, whatever it may be. I sit down once a week to write programming for all of my clients. I check in sporadically throughout the week, but I devote a block of time to just programming. So in my mind, I need a block of time to just do Uscreen. And this is where, again, taking number four and relating it back to questions two and three is important. I have to make a change in order to start working on it today. And although I am not an author, but fun fact, I, I would love to write a book. I would fucking love it. Even though I have been complaining so much about writing the copy for websites, I truly think I would love the challenge of writing a book. I have no idea what the fuck I'd write it about. It would probably never make it anywhere because what would I write about? Hi, my name's Danielle. This is what I do. Like, I don't know. But who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, I'm a well-known author and you could be like, dude, I listened to her podcast and she wanted to do this 10 years ago. Who knows, right? However, I'm going to pretend that this is the way an author works, especially one that is just starting out. They are probably going to have a good amount of time where they sit down and write all day. But is that going to happen majority of the time? Absolutely not. They are probably doing something else to bring in income, so they have to devote time to that sucker. And because of that or other life things, they're probably going to take an hour whenever they wake up in the morning with their coffee to sit down and do some writing and then continue on, right? So I need to take that approach with this task. And I think that the question that you have to pose to yourself is how can you make the damn thing work right now? And let's take this one step farther before I get to the end of this episode to ask yourself these preceding questions that are kind of like little sub-bullets under, under number four, if you will. What would your mental health be like if you surrounded yourself with others doing the same exact thing? Meaning, if you can devote an hour a day, or whatever it may be that you're able to allot time to, to achieving said goal, how would this impact your mental health? All right, on to the next question. Would making time for this dream every single day help you sink or swim? Meaning, are you ready to stop pushing off the thing and start putting in the hard work? 
Now, if this is really going to just mess up your life in some fashion, then maybe that is the, if I do this, it's going to make me sink. So then you have to reallocate. You might have to change some things, right? But if the overall idea is something that's going to help you swim, then just remember a phrase that I used in last week's episode. And it's this concept that you might have to parent yourself, if you will, and give yourself a little bit of tough love by saying, suck it up, buttercup, as you go on and get the damn thing done. It is unfortunately not going to be a piece of cake. I am sorry. It's just not going to happen. But if you really want the damn thing, suck it up and freaking do it. Just do it in a smart way. Now, next up, can you utilize accountability for help? Which again, revert back to last week's episode if you need help with this question. Uh, That's a large piece of how I have gone through this moving on the yoga mat and moving my little footsies a mile a day. Um, I, I talked about that a lot on last week's episode, and that's what has helped me to be where I am now, this process of accountability in order to achieve a habit. And then again, ask yourself, what can you do every day to make this happen? So I know that I kind of rambled on a lot, but Overall, with this concept of your dream being delayed, I think that it's important to look at the whole picture. So look at when the, when the dream came to fruition. And if you thought of this dream a year ago and you're still working towards it, is that something that is unrealistic? Was your dream to, I don't know, let's say organize your closet? And no offense, I think that within a year's time frame, that is an adequate amount of time to get the thing done. So how would you need to uh, make changes? Acknowledge what has gotten in the way. Make different shifts. Maybe that means that you do just a little piece every single day. Now, maybe your dream is to own a home. What little steps can you do today in order to make that happen? Some of it might be research. Others might be forms of savings. Whenever it comes to savings too, I love using that one as what can you do every single day? Because if you are a Starbucks lover, my friend, drop five bucks into a jar if need be or have it automatically transferred into account because that is one way to make the dream happen every single day. I can almost guarantee you there is something that you spend way more money on than what you realize and you could use that as savings for your dream. Maybe your dreams are something like mine where it is you physically opening up something or creating something. Unfortunately, it's not all going to work out where you can, hey, I'm going to take this week off of work and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Uh, The thing that I did very well with Sky's the Limit was I started daily chipping away at the journey. I have not done that as successfully with this piece of TCY. So I'm learning from my past. How can I take what I did in my past and relate it to this totally different venture right here, right now? Overall, I hate to break it to you. Yes, we can acknowledge what has gotten in the way. And some of those things might be something that is related to you, like finances. But overall, you cannot point the finger at 20 other people. Instead, during this journaling-like time or reflection time, 
switch gears, even though it might make you boil inside, and point the fingers to yourself. What have you done to delay the dream? And acknowledge, is this dream something that is a reasonable timeline, goal, etc.? And make changes wherever you need to. Last but not least, guys, before I let you go, um, like I have said last week and this week, accountability is, it, it really does mean a lot. And for the longest time, I was so not a believer, to be completely honest. I was just always such a hard driven person that I didn't fully understand why people needed accountability as much as what they did. Until I freaking needed it myself. <laughs> and if anything, that's what made me a better coach. That's what, that, that is what has made me who I am today. That is why years ago, me working as a one-on-one coach was not successful. Now I take my yoga-like mindset and bring that into my coaching and damn has this shit flourished like no other and I am so freaking grateful. So my point of saying that is uh, remember that you guys can always save some monies if you want to work with me one-on-one from nutrition to fitness or mobility. Uh, Peep the show notes uh, or send me a message which reminds me to take a screenshot um, of this episode, or I'm telling you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story, tag at Caffeinated Yogi Talks or at Danielle the Yogi. That is simply a way for me to reach more people. If you don't want to give the show a XYZ star review, that is a way to do it that actually means a shit ton to me. That's also a great way for you to reach out to me to ask me any and all questions that you might have with programming. I hope you've enjoyed this one. I know it's a little bit different with the journaling-like aspect, but hopefully it makes you think outside of the box and it threw a little smile on your face somewhere throughout this episode. As always, guys, thank you again for your time. And until next time, namaste and slay boothang.